Hello and welcome back to the Happy Sapiens podcast, a podcast where we talk about tips and tricks, facts and hacks about happiness. This is your host, Dost and Happiness Coach Amit Nandamohla. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcast. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so on whichever platform which you are listening this on. Well, in today's episode, our guest is a person who at a very early stage of the corporate career went on a self-discovery journey and decided that she doesn't want to tread the traditional path of a 9 to 6 job and instead she carved a path for herself where now she wears multiple hats successfully and is on a mission to make a difference in the lives of the others so please welcome shweta shivaraman shweta welcome to the happy sapiens podcast pleasure is all mine amit thank you so much for having me great thank you um So let's start the conversation, Shweta. Uh, I, you know, the research which I did before I actually, uh, you know, we started this this recording. Uh, I think I saw that you have a very interesting career journey, uh, right from your education, what you studied, and then what you, you know, ended up doing in the first few years of your career, and from what you are doing now is absolutely very, you know, very different. So can you just take us through your journey uh, briefly? <laughs> Sure, happy to, happy to. So usually when people ask what I do, I say I'm a professional juggler. But <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, my career started, uh, you know, the normal route like most middle class uh, children. Uh, mm-hmm. Did my BCom, completed my MBA from XLRI, and then went on to, uh, you know, got placed within Tata Administrative Services, which is like a leadership program within the Tata Group where they deploy us across group companies mm. uh had the pleasure of working across many industries but uh, mostly spent my time about 3 uh, and a half years in banking i was part of the corporate banking team of Tata Capital okay. taking care of uh, you know business development and uh, then one and a half years i was with retail taking care of strategy and planning and in 2019 i moved out and i decided to go on a self discovery journey Hmm. at that time i started a boutique b2b thought leadership content marketing firm basically to foot my bills <laughs> as i was on my self discovery okay and uh, at around the same time i started my podcast which was being miraculous the podcast clicked uh, you know people wanted me to help them more with their life decisions and choices and that made me you know train hmm. and become an icf certified coach hmm. uh, around the same time around i would say probably somewhere around 2016 is when i would have, i would have started capturing my observations on life and living and in 2020 i started writing my first non fiction book and began my author journey i completed wow. it early this year and we are waiting for it to be published as we speak so hopefully sometime next year uh, the book will release very nice and around the same time thank you around the same time i also got more curious about yoga and philosophy so i started my meditation journey in 2018 uh, my curiosity led me to vedanta yoga sutras and the bhagavad gita and then i became a certified yoga teacher um and uh, th- those are the hats i broadly wear right so i'm a podcaster i'm a coach author and a yoga teacher that's all the hats that i wear today and i wanted to tell my listeners that shweta started her career probably about 6 years ago 6 7 years ago and in very prime of her career you know she decided that she doesn't want to continue with her corporate job and uh, you know she she started dabbling and she started doing you know things which were very very different So interestingly what prompted you to leave your you know corporate career and what attracted you to to mindful living or life coaching and I also know you started reading scripture so what was the trigger Shweta Yeah yeah a uh, very interesting question Amit and yeah like you said it was not that uh, 
this is not something that i'm doing at the sunset of my career this is something that i started mm. very early on uh, at the beginning of my career only and i think it came from a very innate urge right uh, i keep saying that i'm a life enthusiast to many people and mm. i really believe that because i think from a very young age i've always had this yearning to really live life king size right and somewhere along adulting and mba that kind of got you know slipped in the background but then the minute i got back to my working life and uh, you know started coming back home to myself that innate need again came back right so everything was honestly very good in my career right uh, i think uh, tas is like one of the most sought after jobs in your campus placements right. uh, i had the privilege of working with uh, really some uh, amazing people in the tata group uh, honestly uh, there was not much that i could really complain in terms of the role and the more i moved between functions and departments and strategy i mean the Uh, industries what i really realized that it maybe it's something me in me right because it was not enough for me uh, it was not that the job was bad it was just not okay for me because i kept asking myself is this it is this really it uh, because it was never enough for me and there was always a void that kept telling me something was missing something was missing i would use uh, you know travel as a crutch i'd live weekend to weekend <laughs> waiting for the next holiday the next vacation i think uh, i traveled about close to Eight to ten countries in those four five years. Seriously, eight <laughs> to ten I countries. <laughs> I had this uh, goal of uh, traveling for thirty countries before I turned thirty or something like that. Some messed up goal I had at that time, and right. I had I had already done uh, a Euro trip in my MBA, so I was part of a student exchange program. So hmm. I did three months in Europe. So I had already done about fourteen odd countries, and then I said the remaining I'm going to do in the next ten years, right? And I actually did. Until COVID hit, I I, I almost hit twenty nine, right? So in twenty nineteen, really, I said that I I decided to take the leap and figure out what I'd like to do with my life and how, because for some reason this was not enough. I, hmm. I was struggling to understand that this is all my life can be, and that's how each of these things came about, right? And to answer your question on what drew me to the scriptures. Honestly, it was this suffering that was I was experiencing within, right? So I've been a journaler from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been in touch with what am I feeling, what am I thinking, you know, what is missing in my life, and that's something I've been doing constantly, right? So uh, the suffering, uh, honestly, that I had inside me, saying that why am I not content? Why am I not at peace? Uh, you know, if if I would tell this to anybody outside of me, they would say, Shweta, you have the Best thing in the world, and you got that at the age of twenty two, twenty three. You know, you need to appreciate it, and hmm. uh, you're not. You know, this is life, and you know, you some all days are not going to be great, but this is hmm. how you make up. And for some reason, I was not okay with any of those stories. Right? I said, why? Every day should be great, right? I mean, hmm. it's not that I want to do adventures every day, but I felt that you know, every ordinary moment, life has to be experienced in its fullest. Uh, to me. This whole cycle of you know uh, drudging through Monday to Friday, waiting for that weekend, and living life in those weekends didn't really make sense. Hmm. So uh, I would say that what drew me to the scriptures also was that need for answers. And the more I delved in, the more I was surprised that you know all of these things are not unique to me, right? When you're young Correct. and in your twenties, you feel like oh, all the problems are specific to me, right? Uh, and the more I went and I said, hey, wait, every everything seems to be common with others, right? The whole lack of satisfaction, the feeling of lack of enoughness uh, mm. the wanting to know something more wanting to connect with something deeper within all of that was already answered in the scriptures and here i was trying to uh, ridiculously reinvent the wheel so the more i found answers the more i went in and uh, it's been a beautiful journey so far and i think it's a lifetime journey that i've embarked on but uh, i'm grateful that the 
the innate, innate void that I felt hmm. Uh, hmm. drew me towards really finding that answers. Wow. And it's a very different journey because, uh, you know, if you look around and meet people who are in their mid-20s, early 30s, typically their aim in the in the life is to, you know, complete their education, pick up a good job, earn money, you know, go for that next promotion, you know, drive that big car. And I'm surprised at how all that did not excite you. I'm sure you're doing so well. And, and for listeners, I wanted to tell them that, you know, she... Uh, she completed her uh, PGDBM, which is MBA from XLRI Jamshedpur in 2014. So, and then, you know, working with Tata's uh, for, for about for three years or so. Five. Yeah. Five years, sorry. Five years or so. You know, still you, you did not get attracted to that. So that's very, you know, very, very unique, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Really? No, I mean, it was not that it wasn't attractive, right? It was beautiful. Uh, mm. It was just not enough. Uh, that was what it was, right? Uh, I still don't propagate, uh, you know, living a bankrupt nomadic lifestyle mm. and all mm. of those things and running away from responsibilities. Rather, I push my clients to say self-discovery happens right where you are, right? In the right. middle of it. So don't try to escape and go to Himalayas to find yourself. <laughs> the answers are here, right? right. So... It's not that it wasn't alluring, right? It was alluring, but there was a dissatisfaction that came with it, right? And I couldn't shake off that dissatisfaction. Uh, mm. I tried everything, right? Getting a promotion, switching portfolios, uh, mm. moving locations, moving companies, moving industries. Mm. And none of it gave me that fulfillment, right? So mm. that is when I had to ask and say that maybe it is none of these objects, you know? Maybe that source of dissatisfaction is coming from deep within me. You know, I keep saying it was it was me, not the job, right? Correct. And when it was me, then it was my responsibility to solve for it as well. So yeah. that's how the journey really happened. Now, let's switch gears. Uh, you know, <laughs> when we started talking about when you were describing or giving in your introduction, you spoke about that you have a podcast. Uh, and the name of the podcast is Being Miraculous. And I know people may not may not know the meaning of the word miraculous. So do you want to tell us more about it? What sure, is what is the podcast all about and what does this word mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, miraculous basically comes from the Greek word miraki, which means to do something with all your heart, love, devotion, full presence and attention and involvement, mm -hmm. right? And being was so that we sort of balance the doing and the being and are able to rest and be at ease with ourselves as well. Hmm. Now, the reason why, I mean, it happened over a period of time, I don't even know how uh, the name came about. Uh, but essentially, the void that I felt was missing was that um, I was at that point when I was doing all this banking and everything, I was living life as a means to an end, right? So I would do a job, the job would give me money, and hmm. that money would give me uh, my ability, purchasing ability to get the lifestyle that I wanted. Yeah, right? yeah. So it was a means to an end. And for me, I said, that doesn't make any sense, right? Because I'm not fully involved. I'm not fully present. I was doing great, right? I could I could do that even at average capacity, where I was not fully involved as well, right? Yeah. In terms of getting those promotions and everything. But I said that, no, I want to be fully involved in life, right? To be able to do anything that I'm doing with my complete presence involvement and not as a means to an end, that the means itself is so gratifying and fulfilling, right? right? So... That was the miraculous part saying that how do we really approach doing in our lives? Mm. Can we really do with all our presence, involvement and awareness and attention? 
And at the same time, when we are done doing, can we rest at ease, right? For most of us, resting doesn't happen at all. We might be done with our work, but we are still thinking about work, right? Correct. Or, you know, we might be at work thinking about our vacation and Maldives or we are at Maldives thinking about work. Right? Tell me so about that, it. <laughs> so that uh, disconnect seemed very uh, strong for me. So I said, mm. how do you really be at ease when you're you know, done with your responsibilities? I think both parts are equally equal. I mean, equally important. And we, as a culture, because of our hustle culture and our productivity, we kind of emphasize the doing, doing, doing. Mm. Uh, but I really feel that the being is what fulfills the doing, right? Correct. So Correct. for you to be really present, fully aware, what are you doing? Why are you doing what you're doing? All of that comes from the being, mm. right? So how do you really balance the two? So the podcast really has three segments, I would say. Hmm. One is Own Your Everyday, wherein I share insights uh, based on my life experiences on what has worked for me, on how people can start owning their everyday lives. Right? Okay, okay. Two, we go into Deep Dive, which is uh, basically a three-minute podcast or a five-minute podcast at max, wherein I give questions for reflection, right? So these are basically questions that I'll probably ask my coaching clients to reflect on. Okay. And they are based on situations, right? Questions to reflect on when you're anxious, questions to reflect on when you're burning out, uh, those kind of things. Uh, mainly because I felt that, you know, because all of us are so busy running, we don't mm. kind of pause to check in with ourselves and say, what is it that I'm feeling? What is it that I'm doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing, right? Correct. So the deep dive is to sort of trigger that self-reflection in a way and the third segment that I also have in my podcast is called Miraculous Beings which is a guest interview podcast similar to what you're doing Amit but sure. uh, the theme around that is self-transformation so really understanding how other people transform their life journeys and then sort of learning from that so that really is what we do in the podcast and the overall theme is life and living and really uh, self-improvement and conscious uh, making conscious choices in life yeah, no, I agree. I think I've listened to some of your episodes and I really got, uh, you know, inspired and I really liked the content which you are creating. Uh, and some of those conversations which I have listened to, those are very, very meaningful. So thank you for that. Now that that actually connects, you know, kind of brings me to the next question because when you said that uh, doing things mindfully and not in a being in a rat race and not trying to be productive all the times and take a pause and look back and just you know just uh, think that where are we going mm -hmm. now i also see that you work very extensively with young professionals or students and right. this generation you know people in their early 30s or even maybe uh, you know mid 20s who may be students or just started their career they have this need for an instant gratification for uh, you know immediate results and it ranges from the likes to their posts to the mm -hmm. you know to the uh, promotions and the appreciation and the reward which they get at a workplace or the marks which they get you know in their schools or colleges so how do you you know how do you instill this uh, facet of being mindful how do they react to it? Because I think that's very interesting for us to know. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think the initial reaction is uh, like you know I understand that is important, but mm. that doesn't solve my problem right now. Mm. <laughs> right? Uh, because the problem right now is either lack of likes, lack of growth, career growth in the pace at which they are anticipating. 
or lack of clarity on what next and things like that right mm-hmm. so it's you so most of my clients when we start our journey i said i usually recommend starting a journaling practice right mm. to start being reflective in terms of what is working and what is not working for you because uh, all of these answers come from right um, even if i'm a coach uh, i'm not really i can't really solve your problems right i can only facilitate your discovery mm. towards finding your own solutions right mm-hmm. so for that then awareness becomes very very important in terms of being aware of what is really happening to you mm. right when you're moving about in life and that is lesser and lesser because we have so much distractions in terms of social media uh, yeah. all our ott platforms giving us content we are constantly taking in right? right but we also need time to process now one of the i think if i were to look at the larger challenges that this generation right millennials or lower if we had to generalize and call them something mm. i think a lot of us what we're struggling with i call it the three c's right mm. one is clarity okay most of us feel lost at sea there are so many choices hmm. uh, and we have no idea how to navigate those choices right hmm. so when we were growing up it was easy you know you're either a chartered accountant you're a doctor or an engineer that was all it was it was earlier right but now with the internet and the diverse career choices it's absolute mayhem you have uh, no idea where you see yourself right and also the declining self awareness part that i mentioned that uh, you know we we basically feel a lot of uh, you know groundlessness in a way hmm. which is what is fueling our restlessness because we don't know where we belong right so you know our parents or our ancestors they had religion as a box in which they could very comfortably operate or even hmm. poverty to a large extent right like all our hmm. middle class families it means that our parents worked really hard to get us to the state where i could take the privilege or the luxury to move out and say let me discover myself right but yeah, yeah. you know they all had rigid boundaries they had to keep their head grounded and do the work Correct. now in our generations religion is you know like a ambiguous gray line and hmm. there is uh, you know the monetary comfort is there a little bit so the existential crisis keeps coming earlier and earlier right who hmm. am i what am i here to do so it's very important to start with answering and getting clarity on these questions and these questions are difficult to answer right because if we've not paused for 30 years in our life and we're suddenly pausing at 30 and saying who am i what am i here to do it can be very destabilizing right but the clarity is the first place we need to start in terms of understanding who am i what do i value right. what do i want to engage with in my life what is most meaningful for me to do in this age at this time in my life right these are important questions that we need answers to the second is the second c i would say is confidence right? mm. i've seen both extremes here <laughs> some mm. are on the overconfident and you know i right. want to be millionaire i want to be popular and successful yesterday not mm. today right mm. Mm. Uh, the overconfident and absolutely uh, you know not in touch with reality kind and mm. the other extreme right we are we are wallowing in self doubt we are unsure of decisions uh, we keep worrying about what next afraid mm. of the outcomes uh, paralyzed and don't act Right. right uh i think we need to come to that middle of both those extremes and really uh, be more self assured in our skills in our abilities and this again comes from self awareness right what can i do what am i good at what am i you know not very good at and can improve what mm. are things that are simply not my territory and i don't want to enter right not in the form of labels or restrictions but just in the sense of identifying your uh, 
zone of game right like when you play you need to understand what are the mm. boundaries mm. within which you're comfortable playing mm. uh, so again it comes in from that self awareness and once you know that uh, you know continuously improving right uh, what you said in the beginning right amit about uh, doing a lot in the first 5 7 years or 10 years of my career mm. it came from the fact that i was continuously reflecting on what can i do better mm. right i didn't stop my education with xlr i saying that okay i've graduated and now it's done and dusted mm. right the learning happened continuously and really looking at saying that okay if these are things i'm good at how can i get even better at them if okay. these are things that i'm interested in but i have no clue about how can i start learning or adapting or acquainting myself to it right so it's a continuous iteration that's how confidence happens right you mm. try something learn improve Correct. your competence and then you try again a lot of times we don't try because we want to feel confident before we try that doesn't work right, right? right. So we need to try somewhere and then the loop builds and then the third c which i see often in our generation is commitment Mm. right you see to see results in any field of work you need to be committed uh to show up day in and day out when you don't really see so when i started the podcast literally it was me talking in front of my laptop i didn't have any fancy equipment mm. none of those things right? right and i simply kept posting it Correct. almost i would say for 6 to 8 months i got mm. no feedback i would mm. post every week i would get no feedback but i kept showing up and mm. after that it just kept flowing in terms mm. of the responses right and right. literally the entire business model that i built around being miraculous or even thinking of it as a, a, a venture through which i can financially be stable mm. happened through that commitment right yeah. Uh, yeah. i think a lot of us these days you know we decide to show up whether depending on whether we feel like it right do i feel like working out today do i feel like eating healthy today right feelings are very very transient uh for you to do something really really big in life you need commitment right. you yeah. choose a path and commit to it no matter what it mm. is very hard you can barely uh, you know visualize how that puzzle is going to look like at the end of the day you won't have all of that clarity yeah. but you keep showing up for whatever is that next step that you see you just show up and you know you spoke about the whole instant gratification and the need for it mm. i think it's mm. very very hard in today's life right it is almost ingrained in our dna to be impulsive and keep on yeah. things and all these uh, 10 minute deliveries and amazon same day <laughs> deliveries don't help seriously right? seriously <laughs> they they just kind of spoil our options correct uh, i think it's a gradual process of setting aside unreasonable expectations and saying what is the bigger picture and mm. you know what helps for me sometimes when i work with my clients is i say can you visualize your life 20 30 years from now mm. and mm. when they suddenly look back you know look at the macro picture the picture looks very different yeah. you know the variables that they were probably fretting about right now mm. they're not even in the frame you know you can barely see them something else right. was taken its place instead right, right. so you right. get a different perspective about what really matters and uh you know in vedanta there is this very beautiful concept i think it's there in the gita as well but there is this beautiful concept of shreyas and prayas right mm, mm. uh shreyas is the path of good which okay. wherein it is unpleasant in the beginning but mm. is good for you in the long term long run right? okay think yeah. about eating salads for example right mm, mm. absolutely tasteless and unpleasant in the beginning Correct. but in the long run very very good for your health Mm. Prayers, mm. on the other hand, is like the path of the pleasant. 
it's hmm. jolly good in the short term right right all your chocolate cakes and desserts it's so delicious right but what do they really do they cause pain in the correct. long run correct right? correct correct now as humans by default you know it's like a wiring mistake hmm. but why as humans we are by default drawn to prayers to because prayers. it's comfortable right. now it gives us instant joy it's it an is, easier option it's, it's an easier option. it doesn't take absolutely. an effort yeah yeah absolutely it is easy to hmm. choose what is pleasant correct it is uncomfortable choosing what is good and necessary for us so right, right. i think it is a con- conscious continuous rewiring that we need to do to consciously choose shreyas or the path of good and this will happen over a period of time right now mm. as i'm saying this also it's not like uh, i am some sanyasi here who doesn't eat sweets or indulges in <laughs> bad yeah. food no absolutely not i keep yeah. telling this again and again that you know even i am a work in progress human that is you start identifying where you are and you start improving even if it is one micro 0.1% improvement it is better right yeah, yeah. so it is a gradual process and these are things that takes lifetimes to achieve right so it's not about being hard on yourself but really understanding why am i choosing this right can i choose something better mm. uh, what is really better in the long term i think it was in one of the podcasts that i heard where they said think in decades right mm. not in days now that again is like a very interesting perspective because the minute you start thinking in decades you will not do those small things that sort of self sabotage your own progress and right. a lot of us do that we come in our own way by not showing up right so i hope this helps when you so i think you know these are very powerful concepts but have you ever experienced that when you tell somebody one of your clients and you know who is a young professional or or uh, 20 something or early 30s and thodi der ke baad wo wapas aake bolte hain ki maine to kar liya kuch ho nahi raha because there is <laughs> there is lack of patience yeah. do you do you yeah. also hear that absolutely absolutely that it it happens more often than not right so mm. i also teach meditation and mm. uh, you know how to get to a meditative state like i can't mm. obviously teach meditation but yeah. you know teaching certain breathing practices and things like mm. that that can get us to a state of meditativeness mm. Mm. and you know this is often the complaint that you know i my thoughts haven't stopped mm. <laughs> my you know i'm not able to focus more than 2 3 minutes and you know mm. i've been doing i've been doing twice a week for a month now why am i not already a sanyas or i don't know jay shetty i don't know what the expectations are right <laughs> so uh it is it is hard right and um i think i do that expectation setting before onboarding a client itself but still mm. it comes back right so that's one thing that i always say that this is something that's a longer term process right it's not overnight it is something that you're going to work towards on a regular basis uh, towards that and uh, the way i work with it is that i do two things right one i tell them to this whole journaling process of you know mm. starting to reflect on a regular basis now yeah. the biggest challenge with most of these things especially the work that i do right in terms of becoming more mindful becoming more self aware becoming more uh, intentional in your life these are all very subtle changes correct right it's not like you go to the gym uh, lift weights and you know suddenly you can curl your biceps and show mm. and mm. see the results right, right. this right. is very subtle for example when i started meditating in 2018 i think somewhere end of 2020 when i looked back i was like oh my god i'm a different person mm. right mm. i didn't even notice i just kept showing up for my meditation every single day mm. right 
So the thing is that these things are very subtle. So one way to deal with it is to start having a journaling or a reflective process so that you're, mm. start, you're able to capture those mm. little changes, right? So you may not be a great meditator, but you'll start noticing that you don't react as often to people around you. That mm. is progress, mm. right? That is some movement. So it is about starting to recognize these little wins and saying that, okay, I am making movement in the right direction. And second is, again, that sense of perspective that we spoke about, right? Uh, zooming back in, thinking farther out, saying 20, 30 mm. years, you know, what kind of a life do I want then? And then aligning our daily actions towards that, mm. right? A lot of times we have grandiose ideas, but they don't translate into daily actions. One of the reasons why I even have the Own Your Everyday segment is because of that. Because mm. unless you have those lofty ideals converted to daily actions Correct. that you're doing today and managing every day, it's not going to happen 20 years down the line or 30 mm. years down the line, right? So that is, um, you know, that is how I broadly deal with it. But yes, mm. it is a lesson in patience. You uh, And you know, <laughs> I don't want to sound like an old auntie and I just mm. turned 31. But I think there are certain things that also come with age, that also mature with age, mm. right? So at 22, if someone told me, be patient, I would have been like, that person has gone off their bonkers, right? They're, mm. <laughs> they're just bonkers. They're off mm. the rock. Mm. They mm. don't have any uh, idea. But now at 31, you know, the, the perspective is very different. So I think age also has a way, or, you know, age and experience also has a way of sort of softening us a little bit over a period of time. So, you know, if, if there are listeners who are young, restless and impatient, have this perspective in, my, in mind and keep showing up and see how it changes for you. Right? You don't have to suddenly drop your speed. I think there are certain things that Life can only teach you when you go through that journey, right? Mm. So allow for those learnings to happen, but be more aware of your choices and reflect on, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Uh, I think having that always in the back of your head so that over a period of time, that alignment will happen, that, uh, you know, that restlessness will sort of settle down. Yeah. No, interesting. Very interesting. I think, of course, you know, patience pays, but yeah, that's, I think probably that's the first lesson uh, you know, this this generation uh, may want to pick up because if they want to make bring change in their life, patience is the first thing which uh, you know which comes as a as a one big lesson. Yeah, and also great. we need to stop realizing you know life is happening hmm. here and now is great, but it's hmm. a marathon, right? Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, when you yeah. start realizing that uh, you know the many think about it now, right? If you're in your twenties or your late twenties. Hmm. Things that you were worrying about in your teenage years, do they matter Correct. now? Really, no. really. Yeah. Right? We were so obsessed about that little freckle or that little thing, right? Whatever it was yeah. that was actually affecting us at that time. And at 25, we are laughing at that, right? Yep. Similarly, at 35, we laugh at the things that we're worrying about today. Yep. So really ensuring that you don't think, take things too seriously. And think of it like, you know, I, I'd like the way I thought about it when I entered my 30s was that I'm sowing the seeds, right? I'm still sowing the seeds and nurturing the ground. Mm, That's mm. all I'm doing, right? It will grow to fruition in whatever best way possible because that is dependent on many external factors also, right? Yeah. How's the soil? How's the environment? How's the weather? All of those other external factors are also there. My job is to sow the seeds and plow the field, right? Can, can yeah. I do that on a regular basis? Yeah. And if I have to... If I have to say that in a lingo which this generation understands is that life is not a 2020 match, it's a, it's a five-day <laughs> test match. 
One is this verse from Bhajagovindam, which is a part of the Vedanta scriptures. And mm. it's basically, uh, Bhajagovindam was, uh, you know, composed by Adi Shankaracharya when he said to be traveling somewhere and he saw a very learned pundit, right? Mm. Trying very hard to master the rules of grammar, mm. right? And for some reason, that image moved Shankaracharya so much. He said that, uh, you know, humans are... Uh, so foolish that hmm. we are trying to accomplish all these material things of fame, you know, wealth, um, you know, scholarly intellect and things like that, hmm. instead of really dwelling on that Supreme Brahman and saying, what am I really here for? What am I here to do? And how can I find more peace wherever I am today? Right. Hmm. So this was the context with which he composed it. And there is this one verse, which is the fourth verse. I'm just going to uh, chant it first. Sure. It says, um, Nalini dalagata jalamati taralam, tadva jeevitam, atishaya chapalam, vidhi vyadhya bimanad grastam, lokam shoka hatam chasamastam. Right? And what he really says in this verse is that Nalini dalagata jalamati taralam. Like water drops on a lotus leaf, hmm. he says that this life is very unsteady and uncertain. Hmm. Right? What he's really saying is that, you know, you can drop off at any point. If you've noticed hmm. how a water droplet is on the lotus leaf, yeah. it's it's very quick. Right? Correct. Correct. And he compares that and says, that is what our life is. Hmm. Right? It is unsteady and it's uncertain. So hmm. for all of us thinking, you know, tomorrow I will become a better person. Or, hmm. you know, after my retirement, uh, there will be time for improvement and growth. Yeah. And all of those futuristic goals that we keep for someday, he's saying hmm. that that is such a foolish thing to do because life is so uncertain. You don't know how many days you've got left. And whatever hmm. it is, it is a very brief, unsteady period. Hmm. Right? And then he says, What he's saying is that even that brief life, that mm. we have mm. is filled with miseries, mm. right? We have mm. sorrow and grief and unhappiness and vyadi, right? We have diseases, yeah. Yeah. right? Even that brief life is filled with so much miseries. Mm. So what he really is trying to tell or bring out in that is the urgency, right? That mm. stop waiting that tomorrow you will find more peace and contentment in your life or something later, you know, after that promotion, after you become a unicorn startup founder, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Then, then you will find that peace. Then you will be at ease and contentment. He's mm. saying right here, right now, that is all you've got because Correct. life is so uncertain. So that was right. one of the first verses that really, really moved me, you know, uh, and uh, one more I'll probably share sure, sure. from the Bhagavad Gita. Right? Mm. Uh, it's from chapter 2. Mm. It says, Nasti buddhira yuktasya, nacha yuktasya bhavana, nacha bhava yatashantihi, ashantasya kutas sukham. Mm. Right? So, what it really means is that if you don't have a steady mind or a resolute intellect, there mm. is no peace. 
and he goes on to say if there is no peace ashantasya kutas sukham how can he find happiness if you are not at peace right mm. Mm. a lot of uh, you know what he's really what krishna is really trying to say here is that you need to master your minds right mm. you need mm. to sharpen that intellect have that one pointed focus in the mind and find that peace first right then happiness is a natural consequence mm. right mm. like a lot of work that i do in the being miraculous i feel is inspired uh, from this verse saying that how do you really gain mastery over that mind most of us you know are either distracted whichever direction the mind goes whatever channel our overthinking mind goes into or whatever emotions we are feeling right mm. we are a slave to that at this correct. point correct right? correct whether it's we are conscious mind. of it yeah whether we are conscious of it or unconsciously it is ruling our lives it's ruling mm. our lives yeah so how can we really overcome and gain mastery of that mind overcome that doubt that worry the fear and mm. you know move from one emotional extremity to the other find that equanimity here mm. and now and how can you really sharpen that intellect and channelize your energies in the best way possible to achieve something magnificent in this world Yeah, right yeah that is really uh, one of the things that i want to do through being miraculous and i think this uh, this verse always reminds me that you know it 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 is a it's a process as a generation we want to get happiness right yeah, we correct. want happiness but where is that happiness coming from not from external objects not yeah. from achievements that we do in the world not from social status or driving a merc right yeah, yeah. it comes from a quiet mind and achieving that quiet mind is not easy but it's not impossible either correct correct and that is the journey of all the things that we are doing right how can we calm that agitated mind so that there is peace and quiet and our ability to focus and channelize our energies towards whatever goal we set for ourselves hmm. that goal can still be you know uh, building a massive empire for yourself in terms yeah. of business i'm not saying that you don't have to be ambitious right but having that peace of mind the focus the clarity about what is it that i want to accomplish mm. and then channelizing all our energy towards that and being at peace doing that yeah from there happiness is a natural outcome great great now i think very profound insights i must say and that too coming from somebody who has just turned 30 31 uh it you know says a lot about the kind of work which you have done the kind of uh you know learnings which you have gathered uh, so thank you so much for that and that you know kind of brings me to the last question of the of the show is uh having experienced you know in the last 7 8 years that you know switch from your corporate life to uh, being mindful and then starting your own venture Mm-hmm. what is a message which you have for for the people who are young people who are listening to this what is that something which they uh, should not do or should do in their say if they're in their 20s and i i'm referring to one of the episodes which i heard on your podcast and i really got uh, uh, you know impressed by that so if you can share a few snippets as to what are some of the two three things which they should do or should not do yeah sure i mean uh, tune into the whole thing i think there was a lot of that i packed unpacked at that time yep, yep. but i think uh, some messages that i'll probably share uh, for those of you who are just starting out or in the middle and not sure where next is stop settling right for mere existence first of all uh, 
don't just do things because the society expects you to do or do things because that's what everybody around you is doing really uh, you know have the courage and dare to dream and dream big mm. uh, you know really find out what is it that calls you right that calls for you that makes your heart sing with joy and find out what that is and do everything you can to make it happen right and the other thing that i want to probably share is that let go of this illusion that someone is going to come rescue you right mm. Mm. Uh, you have to take responsibility for your life your yeah. actions where you are today and start from there to go and make a better future right you are not going to be able to wish away the past or the present you have to come to terms with where you are today and say what can i really do from mm. here on mm. right so mm. no one's coming to rescue you so start changing that and like i said you know don't play small play big and really dream big and wild and take those moon shots believe in yourself and have that faith that whatever is yours will find you right mm. a lot of our impatience and our restlessness comes from that fear that oh my god what if what's mine goes away right that fomo right. of missing out yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that mm. so really having that faith that whatever is for you will happen right mm. the timing mm. is a very illusionary concept the universe doesn't exist like that right there Correct. is no time concept Correct. so knowing that if it is yours it will find its way to you it's never too late it's never too late right it's yeah. it's it's on time always right so right right trusting that process and simply showing up like we said you know show up every single day whether you feel like it you don't feel like it doesn't matter yeah. have that big audacious goal that you want to work towards and put everything you've got in it regardless of the results right and sure it will happen for you sure sure great no no great i think this is uh, simply great and the, what what this reminds me and when you said is that uh, uh, you know the moon and the sun they shine at their own time so there is no concept of time you know they can't shine together so don't compare yourself that oh my friend or my colleague achieved something you know earlier than me and i'm left behind so you know when you were talking about this this kind of you know statement which came to my mind but yeah very relevant and very very apt Yeah thank no, you so much you brought yeah brought that out uh, yeah. uh, just one thing right in terms of comparisons i think yeah. uh, we do our souls great injustice when we do that right mm. um, all of us are very unique beings on this planet here to do very unique things right correct if correct. you know if you've been if you've been raised with siblings right you mm. would notice that even though you've been raised with the in the same household by the same parents around the same timelines Yep. even then you know you and your sibling are so very different absolutely it is because we are all very you know our minds and intellect our texture of our mind the interpretations we give to the experiences that we have each of us are very very different right mm. that's why uh, you know even as coaches when i meet i always love to hear what their journey of becoming a coach is because mm. even though we might be doing the same profession our reasons for getting there our approach to our work and how we want to create an impact is still very very different so uh you know uh, for all of those who are probably still in that stage where you're comparing just a humble humble request avoid avoid you're crushing your soul spirit when you do that uh you are born to be uniquely you instead of you know envying and having all of that jealousy turn that attention inward and really look at what is it that will make a difference for you what is it that you want to create and build and believe me nobody else can do that that gift is only yours to bring into the world yeah 
very true very true right great yeah. i think i all i can say is that it was a great conversation very engaging you know we delved into different aspects of your uh, your journey you know we touched upon uh, different topics i th- i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm sure you know our listeners will also uh, you know enjoy this conversation so thank you so much vetha for taking out time and being part of the show i really appreciate that thank you thank you so much amit really enjoyed our conversation thank and you and yeah before i forget uh, mm-hmm. we will we will add the link for uh, shweta's podcast in our description box so you can go and access that and listen to her podcast as well lovely thank you sure thank you